Welcome forward now. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable. I am your host, Lynn Richardson, here on KBLA Talk 1580. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. It's Tax Talk Thursday, and I want you to understand this. There are two tax systems in America, two tax systems in America. There is one tax system for employees, and there is one tax system for businesses. Let me tell you what the employee tax system says. The employee tax system says this. If you make $50,000 a year on your job, you have to report the entire $50,000 as if you got it all. But here's the truth, you did not get it all because taxes were taken out before you got your check, okay? So if you make $50,000 a year, you probably only had access to about $35,000. If you add up your checks and you look at your net pay over the year, then you probably only got about $35,000. The IRS says with your $35,000, you have to figure out how to eat, pay your bills, buy gas, uh, pay for your children's uh, food, clothing, school supplies, extracurricular activities, and all of that. Now, let's say all of that adds up to $35,000 because most people don't have enough money with the money that they get to take care of all of their needs. So you just spent the whole $35,000 that you received, even though your salary is $50,000. And at the end of the year, if you deduct the $35,000 that you spent, you are left with zero. Guess what happens? You still get taxed as if you made $50,000. I want you to get this. Okay, here's how the system works for a business. If a business brings in $50,000, first, the business gets to deduct what it spent on business meals, business cell phone, uh, the home office deduction, so a portion of your rent, a portion of your light bill, a portion of your gas bill, a portion of your uh, cable, a portion of your internet, a portion of your landscaping, a portion of your uh, garbage collection, you get to deduct all of that. Now, let's say all of that adds up to, let's say it adds up to $25,000 because as a business owner, you may be thinking a little more sophisticated in a a more sophisticated manner. Uh, As a business owner, you may have deductions and other discounts and so on and so forth. So let's say all of that adds up to $25,000. Here's how the IRS works for you. The IRS says you made 50,000, but because you had $25,000 in expenses, we're gonna deduct the 25,000 from the 50,000 that you made And now you get taxed on the difference. You get taxed on the remaining $25,000. Now, I want you to listen to this very uh, loudly and clearly. 
If you are an employee and you make $50,000, doesn't matter what you spend. If you spend the whole $35,000, if you spend $25,000, you are still going to get taxed on the whole $50,000. But if you have a business, you get taxed on the difference between what you made and what you can deduct as business expenses. I need you all to get this. What you have to also understand is this. The more money you make, the more the IRS will take. Okay. So I know people who went from making $50,000 to making $75,000. And in some cases they, they did not bring home $25,000 more dollars a year. They did not see that money. Okay. And in some cases they saw the same or less. And in other cases, Maybe they only saw a difference of about $500. So you get a raise and you think you're going to see more money and it doesn't happen. This is why you must understand how to get your money back. There are two tax systems in America, one for employees and one for businesses. It is not black versus white. It is not rich versus poor. It is not upper class versus lower class, although some seem to think that that's what it is. They think, they think that there's a social class and that these people in a certain class get tax deductions. No, you could be a babysitter. You could do your cousin's hair for a living and, and several other people's hair in the neighborhood, neighborhood. You could mow lawns in your neighborhood. It's not about what you do. It's about that you are doing business. So the question is this, do you want to get your money back? Do you want to get your gas money back? I know I do. Do you want to get your cell phone money back? Do you want to get your car and truck expenses back? Do you want to get a portion of your rent money back? Do you want to get your internet money back. Do you want to get your cable money back? I have cable, but I have cable for business purposes. I am in the entertainment business. And so I am a financial expert. That is my home-based business. And I have cable so I can watch CNN and CNBC and uh, the other financial channels. And I am also in the financial services industry to help people. So I'm finding ways to help people. And that's why I am able to, to, to deduct my cable expense as a business expense. So here's the question. Do you qualify for these tax deductions is a few simple questions that you have to answer. But before you do that, I want you to make a decision to get in the business system. There are two tax systems in America, one for employees and one for businesses. And I want you to be in business. KBLA Talk 1580, we've got a lot to talk about. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson and we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. 
It's Tax Talk Thursday here on the Millionaire's Roundtable, and I've already said there are two systems in America, one for employees and one for businesses, and you get to decide which system you are in. No one decides that for you. It's not based on the amount of academic education you have. It's not based on the neighborhood you uh, were born in or live in. It's not based on the school that you went to or didn't go to. It's not based on anything your parents or your ancestors did. This is a choice that you get to make now. The employee system says you get taxed on every single dollar you make. The business system says you get taxed on the difference between what you make minus your business expenses, money that you were going to spend anyway on things like food, business trips, electronics, mobile phones, cell phone service, all of these things, okay? Now, if you want to know if you qualify for these tax deductions, as I shared, you must ask yourself a few questions. The first question you want to ask yourself is this. One, did you start your business because you really wanted to make money? If it is a hobby, it does not work. If you are, uh, you know, addicted to knitting and you say, oh, I heard Lynn Richardson talking about tax deduction. So now I'm in business. You must have the intent to make money. So if you've been knitting and giving away everything to people at church, your friends, your grandchildren, your nieces and nephews, that doesn't work. You must have the intent to make money. But more specifically, you must run your business like a business with the intent to make a profit. Okay? Now, here's the deal about a profit because many people say, well, if you don't make a profit for three years, it's not a business. That's not the truth. There are many businesses that don't make a profit for more than three years. Let me give you an example of a scenario that could make sense. Let's say in year one, your business makes $5,000, but your expenses were $10,000. But you can document that you've been running your business, and I'm going to talk about that. Year two, your business makes $25,000, but your expenses are $30,000. Okay, you are still running your business. You grew your revenue, but you just didn't make money. You didn't make a profit. Year three, your business makes $100,000, but now your expenses are $150,000. Well, you are running a broke business, but you are it's still a business, okay? So don't let anybody tell you that you have to make a profit within three years. You must be able to document what you are doing truthfully, legally, honestly, and ethically. Yes, the intent is to make a profit. Yes, you may need to improve your technology. Yes, you may need to hire someone who can streamline your processes. Yes, you may need to make your services accessible more efficiently. You may need to do all of those things, but it does not mean that if you don't, that you have not been in a uh, legal position to earn your deductions. As long as you're running your business like a business with the intent to make a profit. There are many businesses in the financial news that did not make a profit, yet they are still in business. The next question you have to ask yourself is this. Are you willing to work on or in your business at least 45 minutes each day, 
at least four days per week. That's the test. You cannot take these tax write-offs if, you, uh, tax write-offs if you're only working in your business one day a week. That's not going to work, okay? At least 45 minutes each day, four days per week, minimally. Now, let me tell you what working on your business means. That means you are marketing for referrals. You're working on your social media. You are getting an education in your business. That's why if you enroll in New Wealth University, and you take classes, how to start a home-based business, advanced home-based business boot camp, um, all of these business uh, courses, you are actually doing the work on your business, all right? Um, if you are doing administrative work, if you are prospecting for new clients, new business partners, new referral partners, all of that is working on your business. If you are having a business meal, that's working on your business. If you take a business trip, to research new products and services. That is working on your business. Working in your business means you're actually selling your product. You're actually mowing the lawn. You're actually babysitting. You're braiding hair. You are serving food. You are driving your Uber or Lyft or whatever it is. You're working in your network marketing business. That's working in your business. So as, lo as long as you are working on and or in your business at least 45 minutes each day, at least four days per week, then you are eligible to write off the tax deductions that you document. Which leads me to question number three that you must ask yourself. Are you willing to keep a journal or log of the things you are doing to try to grow your business? That means you must document everything, okay? Keep a journal. Every single thing is in my calendar, my Google calendar as well. So if I take a business trip, if I get in the car to go to the post office, if I have a business uh, phone call, no more uh, just saying, hey, let's talk at two o'clock. No, put it in your calendar so you can document that you had that call and just say, I'm going to call the person or we're going to FaceTime. Uh, but certainly if you have a Zoom call or some other kind of uh, you know, conferencing service, then you want to put that in your calendar. You want to put your itinerary in your calendar. You want to put all of your activity. You can also start have a written journal. OK, in most cases, if you were ever audited by the IRS, if you have a written journal with everything every day, like my students have in the master business and budgeting journal, they can document all their activity, personal and business each and every single day, then that can also work as well. Now, let me tell you what you must know about each and every tax deduction that you intend to take. You must know who was involved, who, what, when, where, why, and how much. Who was involved? What did you do? Business meal, business trip, business travel, business tolls, parking fees, whatever. Who, what, when, when did it take place? Tuesday, January 31st, 2000, whatever, okay? Where did it take place? Where were you? A hotel, a restaurant, home office, wherever it was. Why is this the tax, tax deduction? Because I'm using, I was doing this to prospect for new clients. I was doing this to drop off my mail. I was doing this, whatever that reason is. And how much was the expense? Now, do not let people email all of your receipts to you. Do not let them te uh, just text your receipt to you. You cannot track that. 
You can track it one day, but you cannot track that. You will not remember a year later. Okay. Now, there are some places that only have the option to email you a receipt if you're working with an independent vendor. Then create an email address that says receipts at lynnrichardson.com or receipts at yourdomainname.com. So if you hire your kids to work in your home-based business, then guess what? They can just open that email, download all those receipts, print them, put them in your records. Otherwise, when you go someplace and you purchase something, that is a, and it's a business expense, ask for your receipt, stop right on the back of it, put it in your wallet and keep on moving. The harvest is here and the time is now. Let's talk about real estate, real estate, real estate. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Mitchison. You've seen me on Good Morning America, The Breakfast Club, and KBLA Talk. I'm so excited about sharing with you the Home Buyers Club. It's time for you to get the home of your dreams. No credit, no problem. Low credit, no problem. No down payment, no problem. I'm excited about you getting a piece of the American dream. Join the Home Buyers Club today. Okay, it's Tax Talk Thursday. And I have already said, the more money you make, the more the IRS will take. Um, I remember getting my first big increase in salary. Um, I was a mortgage professional and I was helping all these people get to the next level financially. And um, one of the very first thing that I did, first things that I did when I became a mortgage professional, and it's why I said to you previously, I said, If you want to be free, you have to understand that everything is not free. You have to be willing to invest in yourself. So I went from working as a community college um, executive to leaving my uh, $25,000 a year job or $27,000 a year job. And I was working so hard. I had uh, started this campus and it was more than successful. Their goal was to have 50 students. I had 388 students, but I had a staff and a budget for 50. And in order for me to get a salary increase from the 25 or $27,000 I was making, I forget which one it was at that particular time, but in order for me to get a salary increase, I would have had to go spend another 30 or $40,000 getting a master's degree only to get a $5,000 raise. And and I just, that was not going to be the life for me. Okay. So for those who, if that's what you're doing, great, but that wasn't the life for me. Um, I was young, I was married, I was ambitious. And I realized when I had my first child, a girl, no doubt, I think girls are, might be a little more expensive than boys, I think, um, because they need hair. They got to get the hair done. They got to go to ballet class. They got to, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I realized when I had my first child, I said, I need a $25,000 raise for each child, okay? If you want to take care of the child properly, if you want to still work and put them in daycare, you need another $250 to $300 a week just to put them in daycare. That right there is anywhere between $12,000 and $13,000, and you haven't bought them anything yet. So I said I wanted to go into a career where I could help people. That was the most important thing to me. I prayed that God would lead me into a career where I could help people, where I could come and go as I please. Um, I did not want to be stuck to a clock. I'm the kind of person, if you tell me to work from nine to five, you're going to have some issues. But if you leave me alone, I might just be at that job from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and I might eat lunch at my desk, not take a break. I'm one of those people. I'm going to work hard anyway. So I don't want you to put a clock on me. The last thing I wanted to do that I prayed for 
was that I would be able to earn money commensurate with my effort. So if I worked hard, I would get paid well. If I didn't work hard, then, you know, I'd have to deal with the consequences of that. So I come into the mortgage business. And remember, I was making about $25,000, $27,000 a year, somewhere around there. So um, whenever I got paid every two weeks, after Uncle Sam takes out your taxes, I don't know, uh, that's $2,000 a month, somewhere around there. So after taxes, I was probably bringing in about $700 every two weeks, $750. So now my first check in the mortgage business, my first check is like $4,000. Child, let me tell you, come on now. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. But I realized that if I had some help, then I could make double or triple that. So with my first check, I hired an executive assistant because I knew that if if I hired someone to do all the faxing, photocopying, mailing, emailing, sending people papers and things like that, then I could use my highest and best energy. I want you to write that down. Highest and best energy. We're going to learn. We're going to talk about that here on the Millionaire's Roundtable. I could use my highest and best energy to go out and get more business. I could use my highest and best energy to educate more people and train more people. So I hired that person. I still had some money left over. Now I went from closing one loan to two loans to five loans to 10 loans. So I remember when I got my first $20,000 commission check. Now, I was accustomed to earning $10,000 a paycheck. And with my $10,000 per paycheck, um, I was married and I had you know children. So um, my uh, allowances... On my W-4, I had five allowances because I thought allowances and dependents were the same thing. They are not. So when I had a $10,000 check, I would get about $8,500 net after taxes. So I thought with this $20,000 check, I doubled it. So I said it'll be $8,500 times two. So it'll be somewhere between sixteen dollars and $17,000. Now, mind you, I was living check to Monday. I had already spent the money before I even got it. Anybody like that? Raise your hand if you're sure, okay? <laughs> if you spend your money before you even get it, those are even more problems that we're going to have to discuss. Well, I was counting on $16,000 minimally. When I got the check, the check was about $9,000. Let me tell you, I almost passed out. Uh, I got dizzy. And then I said, girl, you cannot die up in here because you need your money. I said, yes, I do need my money. So I went into my office and I was running a big mortgage office. I called the IRS. People said, well, why'd you call the IRS? Because they are the ones who had my money. That's why I called the IRS. Who else you gonna call? Calling the HR people was not gonna help me because I'm looking at my check and FICA them got it. I'm looking at the check. FICA them got my money. So that's who I'm calling. So I called the IRS told them my situation. And I learned that day after speaking to a withholding agent, I didn't even know such a person existed, that once my salary doubled, I was in more tax brackets. So the only way to get my money back was to change my allowances, actually read the form. And then in order to be in a position where I would not owe the IRS at the end of the year, I needed more tax deductions. So the IRS says, 
We reward you for being in business. We honor you for being in business. The businesses are the engine of the economy because businesses are going to find a way to survive and thrive. But you must live your life like a business. You must learn how to get these tax tax deductions. And I'm going to talk about it. The harvest is here. The time is now. It is your season. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. And that means you. Okay, so it's Tax Talk Thursday and uh, here on the Millionaire's Roundtable. And we are trying to make our taxes work for us. A tax refund does not have to be this uh, sugar daddy, sugar mama type check that you only get once a year and you get to splurge and then you're broke again. A tax refund can be used to build, expand, grow and generate wealth. I've said already that the more money you make, the more the IRS will take. So you, you, you know, my story going from 100,000 to 200,000 or going from a $10,000 check to a $20,000 check. Um, you've heard about uh, Antoine Walker, the NBA player who had uh, an infamous deal, well over $100 million. I think it was $110 million. And he was only in the NBA for a short time. And he was, a, he was broke a few years after he got out of the NBA. Now, remember, the more money you make, the more the IRS will take. Just because someone gets a $110 million contract does not mean they got $110 million. Okay? So, first he had to pay his attorneys, agents, and managers. That could be anywhere from 20 to 30%. So, let's just say right off the top, somewhere between 20 and maybe 30 million is gone. So that 110 million is now down to maybe 80 million, somewhere around there. Now you owe taxes on this money. Now here's the problem with owing taxes on $110 million. If you get the money uh, January 1st of 2022 or January 1st of 2020 or January 1st of any year, you don't necessarily pay the taxes right away. Okay, the money is not due until April of the following year. And in most cases, the money is already spent. You already spent the money, right? And so he has talked about this publicly where he has said he was buying houses and cars for family members. He was taking lavish trips and vacations and, you know, all of these things and giving an allowance to this relative and that relative. Here's what you need to understand about taxes. There are over 400 tax deductions for people who have a home-based business. So if he was a consultant of some sort, if he worked for the NBA, but he also had a home-based business, either consulting or teaching or uh, doing any kind of consulting work, coaching. He could have had a, uh, a youth basketball team or whatever it is. He could have had a home-based business. And guess what? Now, when you pay someone, you don't give them an allowance because an allowance is not a tax write-off. Parents, stop giving your children an allowance. It's not a tax write-off. But if you pay that child to work in your business, you can pay that child up to $12,500 a year. 
And now that $12,500 a year is a tax write-off to you and it's completely tax-free to the child. So I don't care if it's your mother, your father, your grandmother, Pookie, Ray Ray, Keisha, Antoine, Antoinette, whoever it is, stop giving money away to people because that's not a tax write-off. And chances are, if you give them the money, let's say they called you to borrow some money, you gave them the money, you're probably never gonna get it back, and so on and so forth. So, hire your family members. In New Wealth University, I have a whole academy called the Entrepreneur's Academy, and it teaches people how to build world-class businesses, but also, also how to live your life like a business so you can get as many tax deductions as possible, legally, ethically, morally, and all with the permission of the IRS. Those trips he was taking. The IRS says, if you take a business trip, so if, if I, instead of going to the family reunion, I'm not going to any family reunion. I'm not going to the class reunion. I'm not doing any of that. My trip is labeled as a business trip. So when I fly, my airplane ticket is a tax write-off. My hotel is a tax write-off. My meals are a tax write-off. Even my dry cleaning. When you travel for business and you soil your clothing, when you bring those clothes back home, the IRS says you can now write off your dry cleaning bill. Okay? So when I took my kids to Disney World in 2008, the whole trip was a business trip. I spoke at my uh, convention. I sold my books. They worked in the business. And guess what? Everybody is happy. So if Antoine Walker had taken business trips, he would have had a tax write-off. We've got to learn to live our lives like a business. The harvest is here. The time is now. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You may have seen me on Good Morning America, The Steve Harvey Show, or Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell. Guess what? Did you know you can get your money back if you hire your kids? You can get your money back if you go out to eat? You can get your money back if you go on a vacation? Well, guess what? In my book, Get Your Money Back, Tax Deductions You Never Know About, I'm going to teach you how you can get your money back with your home-based business legally, ethically, and all with the permission of the IRS. Just go to askglenn.org. Okay, it's Tax Talk Thursday here on the Millionaire's Roundtable, and we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to talk about, okay? We have got to get this thing straight, okay? Everybody thinks uh, that taxes are your enemy, but it can, taxes can be your friend. First of all, we have to pay taxes, okay? We've got to pay taxes so uh, the country can run, so we can have um, resources, and uh, benefits to support people and to support the infrastructure and to have uh, street lights and schools and all these things. So we have to pay taxes. Um, but it is okay to put a strategy in place to get your taxes down to the legal, ethical, and moral limit. And do not let haters, naysayers, blockers, and crab barrel leg pullers, do not let them tell you that this is risky. If you uh, did not go to pilot school and you tried to fly a plane, that would be risky. But if you've gone to pilot school and you have uh, flown thousands of hours, uh, then you can fly a plane. Um, if you have never done surgery and you're trying to uh, go and cut somebody open, that would be risky. 
But if you went to medical school and you did your residency and you learned the surgical procedures and you did your fellowship, then it would not be risky. So if you try to write off tax deductions that you know nothing about, because you did not go to school to get a financial education, then yes, that will be risky. But that's not what we're talking about. We are talking about getting a proper education. I have been studying the tax code with my mentor, who is a former tax attorney. He used to work for the IRS. He used to teach the agents how to go out and get people. But now all he does is teach self-employed business owners he coaches us on the proper usage of the tax code. So once you learn the rules of the game and play the game by the rules, then it is no longer risky. The first thing that you must do is get a home-based business. And the second thing you must do is set your, your life up and live your life like a business so that you can get your money back for things that you are going to spend your money on anyway. Let me give you some examples. I already talked about hiring your kids your family members, your brother, your sister, your niece, your nephew. Um, in my household, everybody has a job, okay? Everybody has a job. I don't even have any pets because pets cannot work, all right? I'd have to go th through some extreme measures to be able to write off a pet. You'd actually have to have them in the business, working in the business, in order to be able to take care of, uh, of those expenses and write them off. Um, I, used to, I didn't used to have plants, but I bought a new house, and the plants came with the house. There are 88 plants in the house. And um, I cannot write those plants off. Those, they are a living uh, being except in my home office. So when you have a home office, and let's just say, for example, you've got a home office and you have four rooms and one of them is an office. And in this example, they're all equal size. Then you get to write, that's 25%, one out of four, you get to write off 25% of your rent, your light bill, gas bill, all of these things. So it is so important for you to get a tax education. The harvest is here and the time is now. It is your season to win. And so we're gonna learn the rules of the game. We're gonna play the game by the rules. We're gonna find all of our tax deductions so we can be free. That's what we're gonna do. KBLA Talk 1580, we've got a lot to talk about. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580 and this is Lynn Richardson and we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time and that means you. Okay, so it's Tax Talk Thursday here on the Millionaire's Roundtable, and we are creating millionaires one family at a time. Yes, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, one dime at a time. I love saying that because I really believe that this can happen for you. Yes, it can happen for you. Uh, wealth is not just something that's reserved for uh, those who were born into it. Wealth is not something that was just reserved for, uh, you know, the people of a certain uh, race or creed or color or religion. Wealth is something that is attainable by all of us. Now, it might be a little harder for some of us, but guess what? That's okay. I tell people all the time, they say, well, you know, if you are a person of color, you have to work three times as hard to get the same recognition. I say, no, if I work three times as hard, that means I'm three times as good. If I have to work three times harder, that means I'm three times better. If I have to work three times longer, that means I am three times stronger. So let's start to take uh, these things that we call lemons that are sour and let's make them the lemonade of our life because yes, you too can do it. I'm telling you right now, if I can do it, anybody can. So it is Tax Talk Thursday. 
and there are tax write-offs um, that you can have. And had Antoine Walker had a tax strategy because he probably owed, uh, who knows, somewhere between 40 and 50 million on those taxes. Now, um, on that $100 million um on that hundred million dollar contract, he probably owed somewhere between forty and fifty million dollars in taxes. I'm telling you. So if he got a uh, hundred million dollars, had to pay out twenty five to thirty million in agency management legal fees, and then had to pay out another forty million dollars in taxes. By the time tax time came, he didn't have the money, and that's what happens to so many of us. So we are going to live our lives like a business. I don't care if you go into the family reunion this year. And, you know, they're going to be uh, at the picnic and they're going to be burning up the rib tips and, you know, all that kind of stuff and uh, doing an electric slide and, uh, you know, all of the dances that we do, the wobble, all of that. That's fine. But you go for business. Go for business. You can go for business and then you can still go to the family reunion and still enjoy yourself. But the difference is you didn't get your money back. And I did. Okay, so we've got to uh, get this thing down. Here are some additional uh, tax write-offs that you are not thinking about. Your car, when you drive your car for business, it is a tax write-off. If you drive your car for personal reasons, it is not. Okay, so when you have a home-based business, every time you leave your home and you go get in that car and you do business, you now are able to uh, document the mileage, and you are either going to write off the mileage at the end of the year. I think it's like 57 cents per mile or something like that. I don't know what it's been updated to, but it's somewhere up there. Or you're going to write off all of your expenses. So what if your lease was uh, $500 a month? What if your gasoline, your maintenance, your oil changes, um, all of those things, now you get to write off a percentage of that. So if you spend $500 a month on your lease, that's $6,000 a year. And if you drove your car half the time for business, now you get $3,000 of that money that you spent. You get it right back. Okay. So we've got to um, learn. And there are over 400 tax deductions. Go get my book, get your money back. Tax deductions you never knew about. Go to askland.org because the harvest is here. The time is now. It is your season to win. We got to do this. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. And that means you. The harvest is here. The time is now. It is your season. It is Tax Talk Thursday here on uh, the, the Millionaire's Roundtable. And uh, let's talk about the action of the day and the word of the day. Okay, so the action of the day is this. Get enrolled in a class today. I just talked about five or six tax deductions. There are over 400. I have been studying the tax code for over 14 years now. And guess what? You never learn anything, everything, because the tax code changes all the time. So if your tax professional is telling you, no, you can't write this off, you can actually say, yes, I can. Here it is in the tax code. You can show them where it is, and then you can show them your documentation, your proof. But you must learn how to live your life like a business. You want to be blessed with a lot? Then do the right thing with a little. You want to get to the next level? Then master the level that you're at right now. 
Once again, the word of the day, he who is faithful with little will be faithful with much. He who is unfaithful with little will be unfaithful with much. Who can be trusted with real money, with real riches, with prosperity, with a blessing? Who can be trusted with true riches if he can't handle unrighteous money? Now, what are true riches? True riches is the state of peace and harmony and joy and love. We say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But the verse before that says, I've had a lot and I've had a little. I've been content in either situation. It doesn't mean that I give up. It doesn't mean that I settle. What it means is I am learning how to actualize the gifts that God has given me, the talents that God has given me. And I am looking over them and watching over them and taking good care of them. I'm the pastor of stewardship at California Worship Center. And initially, my thought about stewardship was, okay, I'm the person who takes care of the money, make sure we raise money. Stewardship is about getting your house in order. Go Google the word stewardship. Look it up. It's about your whole house. Become the manager of your financial house for yourself, for your children, for your children's children, for your community, and for future generations. We can do this. We can do this thing. It's Tax Talk Thursday. You must spend less money. You must get more money, but you also must get your money back. Why? Because the more money you make, the more the IRS will take. And so it is up to you to develop a tax game, a tax strategy that's going to help you win. It is your season. I'm believing in you. Guess what? We could do this together. I want you to go to askland.org and I don't want you to quit.